they say the price of this show's not a price that they're willing to pay insane we sit here and drink some white claw that ryan got in his fridge this is greg and glenn <laughs> john and ryan will you be back here at the i can't fucking continue this lemon lime <laughs> See, yeah, Ryan, Ryan did. We're not drinking White Claw. I have whiskey. Ryan does have some Bud Light seltzer. That's so I've got a Bud Light. Um, White Claw was mentioned as a possible option. That is oh, White no, Claw. He's drinking, he's he's drinking White Claw. There's more. I got, I got a variety. Look at you. Look at you. You being a woo girl. He's he's got a plethora. Yeah, yeah guapo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, so you're still into Hamilton, I see. Yeah, we watched it again on uh, on Sunday. <laughs> it's still a good show. A good time was had by most. Um, most. Did someone uh, like uh, it? It'd be, I'll tell you later. But uh, yeah, it, uh, I want a name. I, I need a name too. On the air. I want to. I want. I want them outed. It just kind of seemed like someone wasn't enjoying it. Well, let um, me. Let me. Let me. Let, let, let's. Let's go into this because this is an interesting discussion. Because I watched it and I didn't have my phone out or anything like that, and I was. Of course, I've gone on about how well, it's that's, the best musical ever. But when I showed it to my ex-wife. She liked it. We watched it on the 4th of July. She said she liked it, but I could tell she didn't really love it. So I actually confronted her about it the other day. I was like, so you, you, you liked it, right? But you didn't love it. She's like, well, it was good. And I was like, well, it's because you had your iPad on, your phones on, and imagine that you'd been in a theater, you wouldn't have done any of that shit, and you would have been paying attention to the whole fucking play. And then the Ten Dual Commandments. <laughs> hey, you cannot get into the Ten Dual Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Dual Commandments. Uh, well, I can tell you, like, Ovi was very resistant to watching it. Because um, he's like he liked the soundtrack. But he was like, I don't like musicals, and I'm like, do you I like, like the soundtrack, but not like musicals. Hear me out on this. He said, he said, uh, I said, do you like concerts? And he said, yeah. And I said, you know, so it's like a concert, but it's got a story with dancing. And he's like, why wow, the dancing might throw me? I said, did you ever watch a Michael Jackson concert? And he went, you got a point there. So did you just basically tell him resistance is futile? Uh, yeah, I just so like, did we're he watch it? it. He he watched it. Uh, Heather, myself, uh, Anna, we all got uh, little Tokyo, and we watched it. They all loved it. And I watched it again, uh, and and I just there was someone like you're saying that had their phone out. And I need the name. You don't know the person. So I don't it's not care. Important, and I'm not giving the name on the air. Okay, well, whoever you are, if you listen to this podcast, Greg knows you. Now I know <laughs> and, uh, we will find you. We will find you. <laughs> we will make you sit down and watch Hamilton. We will take all your electronic devices, as I believe the king says in the very beginning. Does say the, it in the beginning of the beginning. Put your shit up and pay attention. And it's, I'm down like clockwork orange. Force their eyes. I don't know. Like, like I get this, this this thing feeling though that like you know the person would have fallen asleep had they not had their phone. Well, that's that's a problem for that person. Yeah, I, I agree. They need to re- reevaluate their life if they can't focus for two hours to watch well, three an hours. incredible. It's two well two hours and forty minutes. Yeah. Well, then you, you fast forward to the intermission. That's a saves minute. That saves you ninety seconds. There you go. That saves you a minute. But I mean, um, there you go. Two two thirty nine. Even still, let's say it's three hours. What are we, what are we arguing about here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you can't stay awake for three hours to focus on a fantastic piece of art, then there's something wrong with you. I mean, I get it. I get what Ovi's talking about. There are some musicals. That well, Ovi, are hard to Ovi get told to me at the end. He's like, "Thank you for making me watch this." He's like, "It was so." This good. is different. That's what it, it is. That's yeah. That's, yeah. It's the thing. Like like uh, Heather said, it was the best musical she's ever seen. Like kind of like you did. She was you know she's like, "Oh my god, it's like the best play I've ever seen." <laughs> it's the opera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so hot on theater. <laughs> But yeah, like, I've been listening to the soundtrack in the car too. I'll just like I'll make the drive and and have the the song on there. Sometimes I shuffle them. Sometimes I listen to them in order. Just don't give up your shot. I don't. It's funny. I'll listen to that sometimes when I'm shooting arrows in the backyard. <laughs> but he gave up his shot at the end. <laughs> that was that was the that, twist. That, that was there it is. That was the but, twist. but he was wearing his glasses. People mm-hmm. don't realize that. It was the ten dual commandments. Ten dual commandments. This man will not make an orphan of my daughter. Aaron Burr didn't really go to prison for that. No, and he wasn't like he didn't feel bad about it at oh, all. You know, you probably know about this because I know you researched Hamilton's shit. But uh, whatever happened to the guy who killed uh, Philip? I don't honestly know that. I, I, I think he just went on living his life. <laughs> <laughs> he lived. Well, I mean, like that's the thing. Like that's why they did it in New Jersey because like it was a legal gray area. So you'd get yeah, right they in. were out in the Pine Barrens. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Probably. <laughs> that so Russian went back in time. That's what. That's <laughs> <laughs> He's an interior decorator. That's South Jersey. <laughs> We're in New Jersey. You think Hamilton would have gone to the um to the to the Roy Rogers before the duel? <laughs> he should have fucked Mariah. Right <laughs> <into you. laughs> 
Now this is the crossover we need. Tell yeah. me how to say no to this. You know what's funny? You mentioned uh, Sopranos, and I was reading that that's with HBO Max launching. It's become a trending thing with a lot of young millennials that hadn't seen The Sopranos. They've been watching it, and it's been picking up like some some steam, and, and which so, I love. So if so, if you see a young millennial that pisses you off, you can call her D girl, and she'll know what you're talking about. Oh man, she really hates. <laughs> fucking, yeah, you fucking. Well, the song he calls girls bitches, cons everything, but call her a D girl. She lost her shit. Bukyak. Bukyak. John Favreau. Playing himself, eating pineapple pizza, coconut slice. I remember when Tim Daly from Wings got shot in the face by Montesanto. <laughs> All because he was just pissed off. Yeah. Not even at him. <laughs> it's a retirement community. Um, that was that was a fun conversation, guys. Hey, yeah. Remember when um, Nancy Marchand died and they brought her back digitally? Oh, my oh. God. That was, I remember us talking because it was like the infant, like how they're going to do this, and they're like, we, we got it figured out. And it was the scariest <laughs> thing. We saw it, we were like, they didn't figure it out. Well, did I you mean, figure it out? Did, did that. You know, infinite beginning of technology, the start of it. Did that bring like all the shit in the MCU where they were? Well, so, so if if we didn't have uh, that, we wouldn't have got Grand Moff Tarkin and Rogue One. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I guess, yeah, that's kind of. But also, remember that Final Fantasy movie they did? Oh. It was all like computer generated. I mean, imagery. all they really did was take her out of scenes from the season one and sort of right. And they put her, they grafted her onto. Yeah. It. it was the most Frankensteinish thing. <laughs> wave your little hanky at me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that talk. <laughs> Your mother died. You're you know kidding. What, you know what's funny? The fact that like when you go back and watch it, like after you've seen the series, when you watch season one and she actually those scenes happen, it makes me laugh because I think about how they they just plugged her in later. Right when she died. That's another thing. I wonder where the show would have gone had she not passed away. It's like a like a heat ledger, yeah. like ledger thing. Yeah. Like where would the show have actually ended up? Maybe we wouldn't have had like a whole series about um, a, a gay construction. Uh, but then again, I mean, running but, off but, to New Hampshire but then, with like, tiny cakes. I know, but then I mean, like the amazing Star Trek: The Next Generation episode taught us: when you pull on the tapestry, the whole the whole thing unravels, and we would not have gotten Ralph Sopretto's son shooting an arrow in the sky. Oh, but it's interesting <laughs> to trying to find the ring. That's the thing with, with TV. It's like in, you, it can have actors pass away, or they they you know have contract disputes or whatever. And it was it's kind of funny because one show uh, that I used to watch, Babylon Five, they actually he he built into the story trap doors for every character. So if they needed to move someone out, there was another person that could serve the story. So great. Same way. Hi. You've been shooting arrows a lot lately. I have been. Have you ever thought about? <laughs> Like I don't, I don't aiming your your arrow into the air, and no, shooting it as and directly straight up as you possibly could, and then running and saying the arrow would lead us to the ring. Okay, first of all, without always irritated the shit out of Maybe me about the ring that. Maybe inside that kid's body. It had nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah, they swallowed the ring. He swallowed the ring. <laughs> but yeah, like I, that was like they were playing Lord of the Rings, and and it's like you're playing incorrectly. <laughs> oh. Poor pie, oh my. Yeah. Bottom line is, watch Hamilton and The Sopranos. <laughs> That'd be quite a double feature. And in honor of Ralph Sifaretto, uh, why don't you watch some uh, Gladiator? <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking obsessed with Gladiator. <laughs> Didn't he miss, like, he misquoted it, it like yeah, Jeff? Constantly, yeah. 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 And he bitched about watching Spartacus because uh, Kirk Douglas had a crew crook. Cut on. <laughs> was it Carmela's parents said you love Darren Brockovich? <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. It's a good show. I'm I'm still not a fan of the ending, but it's a good show. Yeah. Even like the slow seasons though, the drama, the, the, the mm-hmm. performances are so friggin' good. Stupid a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Furia. Furia. <laughs> That's the, he should just be a awesome villager emeritus. <laughs> we should just do a fucking Sopranos episode. Just that would be fun. Well, you know, that might be a, a bad idea. Break down each season. We should like start rewatching it and then like all HBO Max is, yeah. is you know new streaming service definitely is relevant. I guess. Speaking of new streaming services, Peacock came out. Fuck it. Oh, NBC. And, and, it's and NBC. contrary to popular belief, it's not just some douchebag at a bar trying to make himself look good. And, and, and it's not actually NBC. Yeah, and it's not a bird either. <laughs> a penguin is a bird that cannot fly. A, a peacock is a streaming service you cannot watch on TV. So it's free. There's a free asterisk. option. Yeah, asterisk. Big, big asterisk. So the show that Glenn and I watched uh, is Brave New World, and the first two episodes are free, but you have to go premium to get the 
All right, so you got how, the, how much is premium? All right, so you got, I didn't check the all right, So you got the free option, the ad option, and then the like. Like it's a kind of, it gets kind of like Hulu. I think we got the I got the free option. I want to say it's four ninety nine a month for the one with ads. And you get Brave New World with that? Yes. Okay. It's, okay you, you get you, yeah, you get all the originals. Because okay. I think they got Brave New World. There's a show that David Schwimmer did called Intelligence, and I, I never did watch Psych, but I saw that Psych is a show that I've always wanted to watch. Well, that they, Monk, I never heard watched. Well, it. well, Psych they did a um. I guess after it ended, they did a movie to wrap it up, and they did a second movie, and it's a, a Peacock original, oh, and nice. that's where the new Saved by the Bell is going to come, yeah. where Zach Morris is governor of California, and Mama and <laughs> and, just, and uh, AC, Mama. Mama and AC Slater's kids are in it. <clears throat> but uh, Brave New World. So yeah. this is a uh, actually based off of an Aldous Huxley book from like the '30s, and I remember we read it in in high school. I've always, I always loved loved the book. It was just kind of to think it was written in the '30s, and it was kind of it's very prescient. The, the book and the show is, is didn't kind they of a have, didn't they have a, a made for TV movie kind of when we were in high school? Was Leonard Nimoy in it? He was. Yeah, okay. he was. I think he was. Uh, it was like right after we read the book. I feel yeah, like. yeah, yeah. It was cause it was kind of funny because I think like it was Vachetta that gave it to us, and it was uh, it was weird because it like just so happened to coincide. Like oh, you can watch the the show, and the the show was like not very close to the, the book, yeah. and also not very good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of Nero jackets, though, and that's, uh, you know. But this show, uh, you know, Glenjamin and I have, have watched the first two episodes. Yeah, I would, like, I, it's been a long time since I read the book, so I don't know how close it's really hewn to it, but they got a lot of the, the infrastructure in place. And basically, in the future, um, the year, it's like the 24th century. Or, then they're kind of iffy on in the book, it's, it's just like the, it's, yeah, it's far into the future. And basically, 200 years before this, they, some kind of, like, telenet went up or whatever, and... Basically, the rest of the world went to this particular. You know, this it's like a world rules. government. Yeah, and, and the rules are basically that you you cannot have monogamy, no privacy, and no no family, no money, no family, and no yeah. history. Right? Was the right. other thing? Yeah. I'm in favor of a few of those things. Well, the thing is, the the structure is set in such a way that anytime you have any kind of emotional, you take what's called a soma. So it's kind of like a Jedi. No. Soma's a drug. A Soma's yeah. a pill. It's a drug that mellows you out. But you're not supposed to have any emotional attachments? Is that sort of what you're going with? Not necessarily even emotional attachments. You, 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 you can't be monogamous. Upon. You can't be monogamous. You're supposed to... Because why should you take yourself away from all of the other people that are out there? That's a good point. But here's the thing. It's a <laughs> I, think, I think Ryan just got an idea for a tattoo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I need an idea for a tattoo. Man. So it's a caste system that's set up by intelligence. So oh, I'd be at the bottom. The lower that you are, like the well, epsilons are very dumb, and it goes yeah, they're kind of like, like the alpha the, plus. the workers, they're like yeah. the Morlocks. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like humans are now kind of engineered. Yeah, there's no, they're, they're, no live births. Yeah, every yeah. So people are engineered it's, to be alphas, and it was the alphas, betas, gammas, and epsilons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? When? Wait. When was this written? In the thirties. In the thirties. It sounds kind of like parts of the Matrix were taken from this. A little Quite, bit. I mean, probably inspired whole, by it. Yeah, but the, but some of the people did not want to go along with this, so they live in like these these the, areas are called savages. The, the, sav- savage, the savage lands. So uh, there's like a theme park set up where you can go and see how the savages live, and and they have people that live in the savage lands that operate said theme park. Right. And the other thing that was taken a lot from this was Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. A lot of that was. Taken in fact, it's kind of funny because yes. Lenina. Lenina Huxley we is named after the main, one of the main Aldous characters Huxley. of yeah. well, Aldous Huxley, as well as Lenina, uh, who's the main character of the, the book. Yeah. So, so the I mean, the, I can't think the thing that I kind of liked about this is usually when you get shows about the future, you get like the Star Trek ones where everything's perfect, or you get like Mad Max where everything's destroyed. You get kind of both in this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a thing where it's it's not clean either way because you know. The way that it's set up, and it's kind of like the, the things you're saying. It might sound good, like oh yeah, you can you can do it. It's also like you have literally no privacy. Like the, this, this guy calls uh, Lenina into their office to be like, you haven't been fucking a lot of people. Look, you've been fucking the same dude. Here's some video we have of it. And they kind of set it up where they're wearing these contact lenses that are attached to this network. It's so, attached to their brain too. Yeah. You know? So you're telling me that in this show, if I'm not having enough sex with multiple people, you'll get in trouble. Well, are they going to provide like some kind of service plan to get me? Fucking Actually, up? they do. <laughs> they 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 sent they, they sent them to this. Uh, so kind of the way that's kind of the way the show starts. Yeah, where the, more and more, I'm thinking the, this society might have a thing. The, the main the, I like where they're going. The with main this. female character, she's a beta, and they send her to 
I mean, the best way I can is some sort of a weird rave where everyone's just banging each other. Yeah, but the thing there's is, a lot of sex in the show. Yeah, but the thing is, that. it's not like you know. And it's on NBC. It's on the Peacock. Well, yeah. the Peacock. It was a, developed for Sci-Fi Channel originally, really, and then they moved it to Peacock. The thing is, there are like, Ryan, of, there, like, there's some cocks. It, it's just like the same, like in reality, like like you, people don't have to, like you, you can't force yourself on people. Whatnot. It's like the same kind of thing where you're just like, oh yeah, you're a beta, so I'm not gonna gravitate towards you. You might just, you know, be having sex with betas if they want to. So did y'all watch more than what was allowed? I just watched, I just watched the first two. I watched the first two. Are y'all going to continue? Are I kind of want, want to. to. There's only really? one episode, so, yeah. Are y'all going to actually buy it? Are they all available now? Yeah, I think it? they're all available. It's, um... I, re- I was really... I'm frustrated because I was really into this. And then when the third episode went to start and it said, subscribe to the premium to watch it, I was like, son of a bitch! You but then I had to watch it. I had to watch it on my iPad because there's not a... An option to watch it on TV yet? There has only been one show that has ever you can made do it on Apple TV. Paid, mo- paid really? money when it got to that point. Cobra Kai. John knows me. So <laughs> I was like, "Where's my credit card?" I pulled it out immediately and then subscribed to YouTube. <laughs> when it happened, but um, <laughs> no other show. I mean, it, it's it it has to be really good. It, I think they they must have really believed in their show because I mean, it, those two episodes have got to really pull you in. And I mean, the way that the second episode ends, it's a very big cliffhanger too. Yeah. Like. But, um, I mean, the main plot is, uh, like, the main character is an Alpha Plus, so they're, like, in charge of the society, and he's investigating what seems to be a suicide Mm -hmm. of an Epsilon, which are, like, the worker bees, and no one thinks it's a suicide, because there's never been a suicide since... Like, oh, it was just an accident. Yeah. And, um, then it juxtaposes to the Savage Lands, and you meet Alden Ehrenreich's character and his mother, yeah, who's played by Demi Moore, and... He works at this amusement park. He's kind of like their prop master, and he washes the cars. And they got people that are calling him a sellout because he's working with the people from the outside of the this, you know, the regular world. And it's I thought it was fascinating. I said the uh, I told the guys before we started recording, and I said it reminded me kind of of Westworld, blended with a little bit of that Ethan Hawke movie Gattaca. Oh, that's a good movie. That's it's a, it's a good comparison. Yeah. it does feel a lot like that. Um, yeah, like I, I really liked it too. Like I, like, you know, I might pay the four ninety nine to watch it. Well, I'll tell you what, you, all right. If, if anybody's gonna get, you know, if anyone is gonna get us in trouble for this, stop listening now. You know how you pay for CBS All Access? All right, I'll, I'll get this one and we'll call it even, Steve. Far out, man. So you're like gonna do like a round robin thing? Yeah, exactly. Like you get this one, I'll get the next one, and then yeah. I mean, it's yeah. getting to that point. That someone did the math on it, and without even without this one, to subscribe to all the the streaming services for a month, it's like five hundred bucks. Well, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Well, if you guys are ever interested in the WWE Network, I have that on lock. So y'all you, can you're honestly, Ryan, you're saying that, but like, I've gotten very much into like some of the things you used to say to me all the time have kind of come around, and I've been listening to other people you know, say the same thing. But the reasons to like wrestling, uh, especially well, after watching fighting with my family too. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's like I, I, I can get why you enjoy wrestling. Well, like I know John used to watch with me, and there's like um, WWE does amazing documentary they series. Do. So like it, it, they're worth watching just for those. But mm-hmm. yeah, if y'all ever interested, in, just let me know. I got that. Do I've they had that for years? Do they have those marine movies on there? They, do, you know what? It's funny <laughs> to say that it must have something to do with the studio that released it. Because they, they, they were WWE pictures, they, weren't they? They, are, they were blockbuster exclusives. The WWE Network does not have any of the movies that they they produced, I guess. But that, I don't guess they actually released them. I guess they must have used another studio to help mm. put them out. Oh. What, what did John Cena? What was his favorite? Was he only in the first one, and it was yes. the other? Yeah. He's he was got in. my wife. <laughs> <laughs> it was Kelly Carlson from Kelly the Carlson. Top, right? Yeah, kind of sounded like the fucking guy on the bus in Speed. <laughs> hey man, I have a wife. <laughs> See, but like his acting performance in <laughs> that Gantel. versus like his train wreck performance and other things, like how did he get him blossom into a decent yeah. actor? Yeah. And how did Batista just walk out a decent fucking actor? Yeah. Batista worked a but, lot. Yeah. Speaking of shows that we just. Coughed up money to pay for right away. I, I did just finish watching me and my wife. We, we binge Shit's Creek. I hadn't seen any of that. And uh, I'd heard a lot of good things about it. It was really good. And I knew the last season had happened this past year. And everybody said it was you know it was a great final season, great finale. So it's six seasons total. So we started watching from season one. And we're watching on Netflix. And uh, I was like, oh, look, this is the season finale of uh, season five. So we'll watch the season six after this. And when the last episode ended, it said other things you might like on Netflix. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Why is it not on here? And I looked. And sure enough, it's not on Netflix for a while. Yeah. So I, I looked on all the other streaming services. not available anywhere. So I just... I just bought it on a. On you a, said on, on, on 
cheap charge for that, man. I had uh, I, we wanted to watch it like pronto. I like bought it. We yeah, started watching it immediately. Yeah, I would. I could have warned you because I had, I was caught up. I watched the first five seasons. The show's incredible. And then when the sixth season was coming on, I had set my DVR to record it, and it missed like three episodes. And I was like, oh fuck, I don't want to go back and look for them, so I'm just gonna wait. But uh, yeah. yeah, it sucks. You gotta wait like a year, I think. I th- well, I think they said something about it might be coming on in like October. Maybe they moved it up. And they might have stuff. to because of all the stuff going on. But it, it is a really, really funny show. I mean, it's Eugene Levy and, and Catherine O'Hara. I mean, are great. And Eugene Levy's son, who co-wrote oh the show. Oh my god, he Dan is, Levy is really Dan funny. Dan Levy is a comic genius. He is. He is. He really but is. You mentioned Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara. They have been a great team. Yeah. And oh, like, like they're for years. always yeah. They've been yeah. paired together in Christopher Guest movies, rightfully so, because they are so good together. Yeah. There was a, a little. There's a little documentary actually about the making of the last season. It came free with the uh, when I bought the season, on uh, on there. And they talked about when they first got Catherine O'Hara to do it. And they asked her if she was interested in doing the show. And she's like, "Why would I want to do this show? I'm busy doing nothing." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's all the stuff that she brought to the character. And her character is just so bizarre and, yes. and wonderful. And she, all the different wigs that she's got and the different outfits that that she comes out with and just the. Her, her voice, the way she talks, it's like, and she even, there's even a scene where she's reading a review where somebody talked about her, and you're like, with a woman with an undistinguishable accent. <laughs> and it's like, because... Now, she, I haven't get, seen the last season, and I don't really, like, go out of my way to sort of, like, watch LGBTQ mm-hmm. shows, but from, I mean, I don't, I, I love them when I see them, and I don't have a problem with them. It was great. The, the storyline involving Dan Levy's character... And when he finally meets his boyfriend for the first time, it's one of the best written yeah. love stories I've ever seen on a on a TV show. I mean, how can you not like just being like be rooting for those two? It's so awesome the way they did it. The complete series is available to purchase digitally for seventy four ninety nine. At that price, is it worth it? Um, Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. When, when you chunk a chain, when, when you when you can, can watch a lot of it on Netflix right. if you already have Netflix. I, I the bought difference. the last season for twenty four ninety nine. That's Which I mean, there's a third of that, but I mean, it's still. Now, what channel was this on? It, w- it was on Pop, Pop TV. Pop TV. Yeah, like like popcorn. Popcorn. <laughs> but yeah, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, just in the last, she has to officiate a wedding, and you know how she, all of her crazy outfits that she wears. This is how she shows up oh to officiate God. the wedding. The oh, and it's it, it oh was my just goodness. it was amazing. And her her big break back into the uh, the cinema world was she was she started a movie that co- was called The Crows Have Eyes Three. <laughs> Um, before we leave TV, I forgot to mention to you guys, I did finish watching a show that I actually concluded a few months ago, uh, Insecure, uh, finished up season four, I think, with, it's, a uh, written... Is, is the series done, or is it just No, it's just a season. Uh, it's written, of course, starring Issa Rae, who was just in that movie with, uh... The Lovebirds? The Lovebirds, yeah. Um, that woman has the most beautiful skin, like, it's just, there's no blemish on it, she's... She's like Jim Jeffries. Yeah, she's yeah. Jim Jeffries. Doesn't have to, doesn't do anything. And she's just amazing. Um, this was a really good season. Uh, I mean, if you watch this series, uh, the storyline involving her boyfriend, and you know they split up at the end of season one, and the whole arc of their separate stories coming together at the end of this season, hit with a big cliffhanger at the end. It was pretty freaking awesome. In fact, there was a thing, and Trump must have changed it because I saw. Trump liked a post about something to do with insecure, and then like Issa Rae made a comment about it, and apparently I, I went and looked it up, and apparently he must have changed it or whatever. But anyway, even Trump watches Insecure, which I found to be kind of interesting. Issa Rae, beautiful. She's, she would she's totally, tre- totally do me. She's tremendous. Um, but she's amazing. I think she's a great talent. And yeah. That show on HBO, I, I highly recommend you guys checking out. Each season, I want to say, is only like eight, maybe eight or ten episodes, and they're only half hour. They're very easy to watch, and they got a lot of cool sex scenes. Just so you know. <laughs> so, as Greg pours himself a whiskey. Yeah, and some nice a- ASMR on there. He's yeah. having a whiskey drink, and then he's gonna have a vodka drink <laughs> uh, and a lager drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Insecure is is great on HBO. Uh, check it out. So you guys got to watch a movie that I've actually been wanting to watch. Oh, I, I didn't get a chance to see it either. This is a, this is weird. The old guard. John, you you, you start. To, I, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know about this. So the old guard. Um, it's an action movie that stars Charlize Theron, uh, and she plays the leader of this little elite covert, you know, paramilitary group. Um, that you find out in the very beginning of the movie. 
cannot be killed, and they're not sure why um, they can't be killed. But they just they they get shot up and get killed, and then just immediately just come back to life, and their wounds heal up. And uh, you find out as you're as you're going on that uh, one of the guys in her group is he fought in the in the wars with Napoleon, and he's the youngest person in the group. And then nobody really knows how old she is. There were a couple other guys yeah. that were in the Crusades, and these they're just like this little tight knit group. That's and interesting. And apparently, whenever and apparently whenever another person like them comes about, like they all start kind of having visions and dreaming all kind of the same the same dreams and they have to try to find the person so that they can join the group because they know that you know they're going to just be they're going to imprison them if they find out that there's something weird about them so they all have this dream there's this this uh, young marine who's uh, she's out in Afghanistan and she gets her throat cut and they you know they bring her to the medic or whatever and next thing you know she's just awake again and there's no wound or anything she gets her throat cut I mean like <coughs> she's, she's, she's it's really gone. graphic yeah she's, yeah she's dead but somehow yeah. she survives without a scar yeah so but, um Here's the thing. Um, you mentioned earlier when we before that you felt like the movie could have been longer. I feel like this should have been a TV series. Mm-hmm. Because I, and honestly, I thought it was a TV. I thought it was a series. And then we started watching it. And I'm like, oh, it's just a movie. I thought yeah. it was going to be a, no, a first season of a show. No, I it was a movie. And I had a little bit of a hard time getting through the beginning of it just because, I don't know, it, it was... Something's, something was missing. Charlize Theron was great. She looks like she's like eight feet tall because she's like the tallest person in this cast, even with all these guys. Yeah. Um... And my quite possibly my favorite pure actor in the world right now is Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, he is. He's amazing. Can he? Can he? Can he be bad? Anything? No, he can't. He is in the limited scenes he has in this. He's unbelievable. He's so good. So good. And and the villain in this movie is this evil like oh uh, god this this evil British like pharmaceutical guy who's like the youngest uh, pharmaceutical CEO and he's played by the guy that played Dudley Dursley. In the yeah, Harry Potter, they could not have cast that. And he's role like the biggest asshole ever. ever. Because uh, as soon as I saw his face, I was like, oh, I hope they kill this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna cry? <laughs> he has a very punchable face. Yes, yeah. it, that's uh, the name of Colin Jost's book, by the way. I don't know. Th- this movie was. Um, I mean, the action's good. I was not a big fan of the acting of the girl, the young girl who was the new. She recruit. was fine, man. I thought she was fine until she like showed up with the the group of the old guard and was like acting all like her lines were kind of corny. And I also found it kind of corny where there's this scene where a couple characters are getting kidnapped and these prison guards are all around them in this bus and they're like they're making fun of the two guys and they're like, "Oh, what are you boyfriends?" And then this dude went on this speech that would have made Anakin Skywalker blush with, with melodrama. Oh, you see, I, I didn't think it was like I thought it was so much better than Anakin. I mean, it was like I thought it was it was very kind of heartfelt when he said. I mean, it was I very. Think it, I was like, they said it's saying it's everywhere. And Anakin was not heartfelt when he was. No, she was in his very soul. My boyfriend, he's my. Like, I don't even He just went on this, <laughs> this tangent. And the dude... Did he give him a rich portion? The funny thing is the prison guards just kind of like stopped. Like they didn't even say anything. They just kind of looked at each other like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> um, some, of the, some of the dialogue made me cringe a little bit. Some of it was actually really good. Like there's a... But the, okay, so the, this is what I'm arguing with you. I mean, okay. the, the Anakin thing, I mean, it was ridiculous because it was, it was bad because, yeah, there was this girl that he was in love with or whatever that he'd been in love with. This guy was expressing the difference between you saying this is my boyfriend and this is a guy that... I've you know we've you know been together and in love with since the Crusades, ladies and gentlemen. I, I mean, it's been a like very Roger Ebert, Gene Siskel battle. So, no, 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 no. I mean, I, so I, I mean, I don't know. It's like battle. it was like him just pointing out. This is a lot more than just my boyfriend. This is like somebody that's been with me for centuries. Lens Rider, you gonna rap battle it out? Rap battle it out. To quote Hamilton, you must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I get where you're going with it, and I loved one of the great. It's funny because I was I was cringing about that scene. But then, like, I love the speech that one character gives about having to let go of the people you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you're going to live forever and everyone you know is going to die. That was really cool. That was good. Um, so there, there was a lot of really, parts I really liked, but then there were parts I really didn't like at all. Um, but the action is very good. And the one thing, and I won't get into into spoilers in it, but and one thing that... Karen watched it with me, and uh, one thing we were talking about afterwards is there's there's a betrayal that happens in it or whatever, and... Like by the end of it, you're like, "Is that guy really a bad guy?" No, no, he's and yeah, not. And, it, and it's like it's kind of, but it's kind of up in the air. Even like, when he did it, it was like I, I get where he's going. Yeah, doesn't understand. 
Yeah, but <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it, and but I enjoyed it, hoping that there's going to be more movies that are gonna yeah we bring us be- deeper. Yeah, into we said it. that before. It was clearly the yeah. they want to make this in a series. Um, I'm on the fence. Five point five for me. I'd say about a seven. There you go. So I will good, watch it. Good, good action sequences. That Very good action sequences. Out to not a five. Yep. Yeah, well, I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' opinion. I mean, I, I didn't dislike it. I just think there are some parts. What, was it better than um, Atomic Blonde? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Poor Atomic Although Blonde. Although Atomic Blonde, if you just take that one action sequence. Oh, where they're all it's, exhausted? It's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Hold on. Did you, did you write this? Did I, did I write? Oh, what, oh wait, yeah. Wait, oh, wait. shit, shit, shit. Yeah. Don't forget that. Um, Glenn will be upset, even though he's not even the one who saw it. Well, so, I, I did see it. Yeah. We, oh, I just recently saw. I've recorded this on I, HBO. I still haven't seen it. Really? I, I, I finally watched Doctor Sleep. And I think and, that the episode where I talked about it was the one where I had a poor Wi-Fi connection and he sounded like Frank the Tank after he took the <laughs> dart to his jugular. So. <laughs> oh, hit Ryan on the head. <laughs> Greg, Greg just stretched and somehow just smacked Ryan in the head. Hit me. I don't know that it was not intentional. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It would have been harder if it was intentional. Yeah. So, but. Doctor Sleep was uh, it was awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, it was just I enjoyed it from the moment it started till the moment it ended. And it was so, a two and a half hour movie. It did not drag did, at did, all. Did your wife watch it? With you? She did not. Okay, good thing because that that Jacob Tremblay scene was oh, that, that was, little baseball. Was yeah, trembling. Jacob Tremblay. Was, That's one of the hardest things I've seen in a movie in a while, like yeah. a mainstream movie. Yeah. yeah, that was rough. And what's what, it, what was funny is I remember y'all talking about it, but y'all didn't really get too much into it. And you said, "Oh, there's a scene with a kid." That's pretty bad. And at the very beginning, there's a scene where, like, they get a little... They, like, they kind of... The bad guys kind of get this little girl, and you just see them all just converge on her. And that was the end. I was like, I mean, it wasn't really that bad. I mean, you know they're going to kill her or whatever. It wasn't that bad. And then that scene happened. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was hard to watch. Yeah. I, I, I can't say enough about this movie. I saw it, like, in the theater, like, three times I went and saw it. I took, kept wanting to take people to see it because I wanted them to experience that movie. It was, like, the... The perfect sequel. And I mean, so, so yeah, so faithful to the first one. I mean, to the original. But it, it walks a funny line because, you know, everyone knows Stephen King was not a fan of the original movie. And it does a good job of kind of, like, respecting the movie, but mm-hmm. kind of going along with the novel, which the novel's a, a sequel to the the Shining novel, not the yeah, Shining movie. Right. But it's, yeah, it's, it's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You know, a couple of, like, few years back, uh, we lost one of my like heroes in acting. He's a titan. A t- yeah, definitely. Uh, Robin Williams uh, died a while back. He would have been sixty-nine today. He is. We've talked about this before. Of all the celebrity deaths, that his one might be number me. one on me. I, I, yeah. I, that one got to me in a way I was. I mean, it was too much. But uh, we we wanted to kind of honor the man. Like today's his birthday. Today today's his birthday. He would have been sixty-nine today. Which and he would have loved. Yeah. Have, as yeah. as yeah. you said, his daughter... Yeah, what did his daughter do? I said his, his daughter tweeted out you know, that today her father would have been 69. So in his honor, she was donating $69.69 to her, her local homeless charity. And she um, kind of said, because it's so juvenile, Robin Williams, he would have loved it. And she, she encouraged anyone that could um, to donate $69.69 to wherever they, they wanted to. So... It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, but so, the man, Zelda Williams. Yeah, isn't. named after the Legend of Zelda. You love the game. Um, All right, now that i got another drink, we yeah. can start talking about Robin Williams. Let me pop one for, for the man. Let's, let's do a toast. It's a toast to Robin. Salute to Robin. Clink. Chin chin. And I'm, a, I'm 100% opposed to what we're doing right now. So, so we're going to do... We did a tournament already. We're going to do a, a, a box set. You know, to honor the man's the legacy, and he's got a lot of great movies. And I but think here's the thing: we have a rule. Our box sets are each of us nominating two, and then two honorable mentions. That's only ten movies. That I don't feel that does Robin Williams justice. And that's why it's a challenge. It yeah, should, it should inspire you to, to celebrate the man's don't entire catalog. Like this, but let's do it anyway. So for the two honorable mentions, should we just like kind of pick two tandem, like you know, just ones that. We all would want to put on the... I'd say let's just all go through our two, yeah. and then we'll see kind of what's not picked, and okay, we'll, we'll kind of discuss it. We'll, de- we'll debate I, the criminality of what's yeah. left off. I like that. I don't like this at all. Well, I think you should start. Okay. Um, if I'm going to start... <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me guess. Are you going to do the Bobby McFerrin Don't Worry, Be Happy video? 
<laughs> I forgot he was that, there. That is, that is oddly specific. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the, the performance in the movie that affected me most as a, as a young adult, as a teenager, and just a movie that affected me to this day, and that's Dead Poets Society. You have to good choice see that movie. Um, it's there's nothing. What what part affected you the most? I love the fact that there was this teacher that got was able to get through to these kids about the importance of just life. Well, that, and it wasn't always just about it wasn't about just schoolwork, and and that's the thing. Like this this movie is about them going to this. This really strict school where it's all about you know getting these grades and going on to Ivy League colleges and everything. And here was this guy who was saying, yes, that's all important, but you need to stop and you need to appreciate life and learn to live your life. And right. he got through to these kids in a way that, I mean, for me personally in my life, Mr. Begg in my high school years is the one who got through to me like that. And I was about to say, we all have like favorite teachers. Right, now. absolutely. I think I hope everybody can relate to one teacher in their life that has gotten to them that way. So that movie just spoke to me, and then just the the end of that movie when you know these kids. I mean, yeah, you have to go through the entire film to appreciate the pressures they're under, and for them to ignore the parent parental pressure, the school pressure, for the meekest one, for them to stand up for this teacher who meant so much to them is just it's unbelievable. And Robin Williams' performance is unbelievable. And he played John well, Keating in that. What's great about it too is that it's an understated performance. Yes, you're so yes. used to all of the. Was that his first real dramatic like, role, other what? than World According to Garp? Or maybe, I mean, we might get into some more of these, but maybe Good Morning Vietnam. But yeah, but there was some a lot of comedy. Yeah. In that. Well, I'm gonna go next, and I'm gonna nominate one film that I think cannot be left off this list because he won an Academy Award for it, which is Good Will Hunting. Excellent film. Um, that's a movie where you get a nice blend of his humor, but also his dramatic acting chops. Like when you see him get angry. Yeah, like when he's fighting with with his his friend about how you know the, for the basically the soul of his kid, the fields metal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not about a fucking fields metal. <laughs> but yeah, like that and that just the him getting through to him finally with the, it's not your fault. Yeah, it, it it's it's like I, you can you believe in and again I, I think it's maybe a testament to the writing of uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but like him get like him. Using those moments, it's a it's a perfect bit of casting. And I've watched; they have this uh, script to screen channel on like Facebook that you can watch like the script along with doing them the performance. And a lot of like the big speech that he gives when he's like trying to tell him, you know, I, I you think I, I can understand you because I read Oliver Twist. He changed up a lot of the cadence to it, and I can't think of that speech any other way than how he does it. Yeah, it, yeah it's and if perfect. You, and maybe it's funny you say that. I didn't know that he changes all that stuff. But if you look at that scene, there are some parts where Matt Damon's facial expressions kind of like. Like whoa, yeah. And he, I wonder if it's because he wasn't expecting that line. That's why he he he. I'm telling you, if you watch how it's how it's done, he there was certain words like he took out, and it's almost like it was on purpose. That's just like when they're they're doing the thing when he says my wife farted in her sleep. That wasn't that's in the my script. that's my favorite yes. scene. And that reaction is genuine. Like he's actually crying, laughing. Well, and if you look at it, like the camera's shaking because even mm-hmm. the cameraman's laughing at that that part. It's just that that's a movie where if it's on, I'm gonna watch it to the yeah. end. Me yeah. too. What the fuck are we gonna do? We can't spare fifteen. <laughs> Chuck, minutes. I had a double bag. <laughs> All right, um, I'll go next. I guess um, one that it's been coming on a lot lately, and I feel like I watch it every time is the Birdcage. Oh, oh. Man. and I mean, he's for lack of a better term, playing the straight man in that. I mean, I know they're a gay couple, whatever, but no, he's. I get it. But I mean, like Nathan Lane is the big flamboyant one, and he's. They're all flamboyant except all flamboyant, for him. Except for him, even and, Gene Hackman to an extent, they're all over the top. Yeah, and he's just he's just so funny. He's in my opinion, he's the funniest one in the movie favorite by far. Line, favorite line of the movie: Are we crucifying somebody tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot of lines in it that I, when I hear them, I can just almost assume because I mean, this was based off of a French play. And or a French movie, I don't know if it kind of like Fall. And there's a lot of lines in it that sound just like it was Robin Williams ad libbing. Like the one that struck me the other day is when he was meeting with uh, his son's real mother, or whatever. And she's like, "I was never very maternal." And he says, "He's like, well, I'm very maternal, and Albert's practically a breast." <laughs> I mean, that's just that's Robin Williams. He just said that, and it's fussy, fussy, fussy. Yeah, it's just it's it's such a good movie, just so funny. Uh, yeah, that would be my my first choice. Alright, so it's my turn. Um, Alright, so I'm going to go with one that, I mean, everyone, if you've never experienced Robin Williams and like one of his crazy rants, go YouTube it right now. But 
a lot of his performances, he was limited by what you could do in a physical movie, except for one. So I'm going to go with Aladdin. Stole my next. I'm so movie. I'm so glad you. Said, this is um, Ryan's right. It's very hard. I wrote like five things down here, and Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie. But I mean, and that's one where him. it's just Robin Williams unleashed, where you basically you don't have the restrictions of a physical body. Have fun. Yeah. And there are so many like. I just remember when he passed away. That's the first thing I thought of was 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 his performance as the genie, and you know he well he plays the street peddler at the beginning, <laughs> but um, I just I can't say enough about that movie. And this is the one I think that like I mean kid parents are showing their kids, and I mean I mean I remember showing a friend like me seeing to Felicity and explaining you know when you're older we'll you can show you more of Robin Williams stuff. But I mean I think a lot of kids this is their first introduction to the to this genius. So that's I'm going with the lead. Hmm. So now I'm torn because my first one was more of a serious one. So I'm thinking, do I go with one of his serious roles or his comedic roles? And honestly, I'm going to pick one that is not one of his most universally loved by critics, but I think it's a very good performance and an underrated movie. And I'm going to go with Patch Adams. Oh, okay. Um. I really think that that movie, and he gives a great speech at the end of that movie about you know doctors and the elitism of doctors and how he wants to break that barrier. And um, I know a lot of people think it's melodramatic in some terms, but I mean Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that movie. Um, uh, I just think that movie is very underrated. I think his performance is very underrated, um, and I, I love that movie. And I think it's it's very, very it's fucking hilarious and it's very sad. You put me in a difficult position here because same thing. I, w- I have this list of movies, and there's one of them that I'm sure, kind of like you, like if I don't say it, I don't know if it's going to make it on here. And it's a controversial choice. So I think I'm gonna just going to lean in on that, uh, which is what dreams may come. Oh, oh that's not, actually uh, one I didn't like. So here's the thing, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people didn't like it. I like the thing with this is it's him and he's died. He's in the afterlife, and it's him try, like finding Spoiler his kids alert. and. Well, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> in the trailer. It's, and it's, it's, it's him dealing it's with the, the fact the that his, his wife, I mean, in, in, in reality, is like is grieving him. And the thing is, like, I just I didn't realize it at the time, but like, it it helped me through a depression, like to see that movie and to to, to he his character is all about hope. Yeah, I get that. I, I kind of feel the same way about Dead Poets. And, and, and the visuals I, and yeah. everything. It's it's just like that that movie meant a lot to me, and I didn't expect it to. I think I still have the trailer for for it at the house. It was a really good trailer. All right, I'm going to go with one that is just ridiculous, but I love it. It's Death to Smoochie. Oh, I forgot about Smoochie. That, that, yeah, okay, first of all, anyone that doesn't like that movie, I have a problem. (laughs) I mean, this is just, if if you don't know what this is, this is a movie about the the seedy underworld of children's programming. (laughs) And it's, he plays a character that's kind of like a... I don't know, which Mr. Rogers, Captain Kangaroo. If Mr. Rogers thing. dropped acid all yeah. the time. Yeah. And his character's name is Rainbow Randolph. And he gets into this big scandal and he gets fired and he goes crazy. And they bring in this new Barney like guy that's Smoochy the Rhino. The Rhino. The big is he blue? He's purple. He's purple, right? He's, he's purple. purple yeah. yeah, big purple rhino. And Edward Norton plays plays uh plays Smoochie. And he's just very just by the book and, you know, just a complete boy scout. And Robin Williams' character is just this completely depraved guy that is that's going insane because he's lost everything and he's basically wants to kill Smoochie and it's it is a hilarious it's, performance. it's one of my favorite yeah that's really and I remember all the bad reviews it got and I, I just think was like, they're crazy wrong. it was mm-hmm. was it directed by Danny DeVito I think it was I think it was it was, yeah. it was. Yeah. I fucking love that movie I thought it was hilarious and I, mean, I, I don't know I get Danny DeVito's humor like I love War of the Roses yeah he directed that I, and it was duplex I thought was really yeah, good I love that too yeah. I, I'm gonna go take a dump now <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is the last one of our yeah. single picks which before, is tra- which is a tragedy. Yeah. All right, I'm going to do one since we're celebrating a man's career that I don't think a lot of people talk about enough, and that's The Fisher King. Um, this, he got an Oscar nomination for that. I believe so. He it's did. a it's a Terry Gilliam film. He co-stars along with Jeff Bridges. It's a very interesting performance because I think the first time you meet him, he's like buck ass naked and the running around in the in the Central Park. But Jeff Bridges plays this DJ, befriends this uh, this kind of crazy homeless guy, and when you discover kind of why he's crazy, it's very heartbreaking, and it's it's a great performance. It's 
it's it's kind of nutty and crazy, but it's just it's a very well made movie. Uh, I, I I don't think it's enough love, so that's what I'm I'm going the Fisher King. So I'm gonna tell you guys for these last two, I'm just gonna throw out the three things that I think should be in contention. I've got, I've got two. On I mean, here. I think we all can agree what one of them's gonna be. It's got to be Mrs. Dow. I was I completely agree yes. with you. On so that. that's that's gonna be on. You yeah. might as well write that. The yeah. other one is a bit of a bit of contention because. I was gonna say there's there's two movies that one of them is just a phenomenal performance and it's a serious role, and the other one is one that is proof that that sometimes critics don't get it right. So Insomnia and Hook are the two that I think. Those two are good. Hook. I, I think Insomnia. I'd say Hook, and honestly, it's because we've seen Robin Williams play very serious roles, and we've seen him play just like kid like roles, and in this he plays both. Yeah, and it's it's, it's just a those, great it's, like it's transition. Every time it comes on, I can watch it. Yeah. Um, it really like it makes me feel like a kid again watching Peter Pan. Yeah, it's like it's it's completely believable. It's like this this is Peter Pan grew up and, and, and Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook is oh, amazing. He's so awesome, and and Bose and Smee being played by Bob Hoskins. Yeah, and, and one movie that it's not very good, but I just wanted to throw it out was when um, I graduated from high school. We mentioned Mr. Begg. We all went on um, a trip together to um, Los Angeles, kind of you know senior trip. It was just like four of us and. We stumbled across the set of this movie called Father's Day with him and Billy Crystal, mm-hmm. which wasn't very good. But we got to we got to meet him, and he kind of threw a funny joke our way. So I just wanted to mention Father's Day. It's not very good, but I have fond memories of it because that's when I actually got to meet. I mean, Robin one of my favorite things the two of them ever did was their Friends episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and well, not to mention all of their um, and I mean the comic, comic relief. relief just to say, like when I agree with Greg, like I would have put Insomnia, but to me. If I'm going to look at the man's whole catalog, if we don't have Good Morning Vietnam on this list, that's... That's, a, again, a very hard choice. That's why this list is bullshit. This this whole idea you guys came up with is bullshit. Well, because it's a it's a fun debate. It's not a debate. We've got the man is, is greater than ten films. I agree. But this is the, the, but the, the essentials. But when you buy a box set... You don't I mean, get all you, the films. You can only get so much. Yeah. Well, well this this box set is just not going to be complete. I don't know what the tenth film is. It's, it's not the complete works of Robin Williams. It's the it's to celebrate his career. So what do we got so far? In the nine that we got. Yeah, read the ones we got. We've got Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting, The Birdcage, Aladdin, Patch Adams, What Dreams May Come, Death to Smoochie, The Fisher King, and Mrs. Doubtfire. That's an incredible fucking list it of is. movies. God I mean, if you it. if you were to buy that box set. They're, they're Whatever the price, you just you'd hand him a blank check and say, "Write the number." I mean, we. I mean, can you just put the entire? Honestly, uh, if, if I don't talking, need to buy it though, I've got most. Yeah, of I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? If I'm being honest, as far as like this, trying to make a, a all-rounded box set, we're missing an action, a really action movie. It's Jumanji. That's a, that's good, a good point. point. I mean, but we, that's Hook would settle that too. True. Or or, or Popeye. I, we didn't even talk about yeah, Popeye. That was, yeah. I think that was his first film. It was Popeye. Okay. Um. Oh man, this. Because reading, look at this. was gonna happen. We, we had told you guys we should. Well, well, speaking well, of Popeye, did I ever tell you about how Uncle Dave, when he oh lived in, in Los Angeles, would record radio Uncle shows? Uncle Dave lived in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, I for a bit. Oh. He and he brought back all these tapes of these radio recordings that he had, and there was one of them where it was this dirty Popeye song called "Blow Me Down." Oh, one of the lines was "Lay me down on a bed of spinach. Don't you stop until I'm finished." <laughs> All right, uh, I don't want anyone <laughs> to lay me down on a bed of spinach. You want to lay you down in the cold, cold ground? <laughs> that either. All right, so huh, what should we do for this? Right, thing? So should, we, should we all vote for one? And see what happens. It's almost like an awesome villager type thing. I think everybody's gonna. I don't know. I think you guys are leaning more towards Hook. I, I'm I'm more towards Insomnia or Jumanji. I'm leaning more towards Good Morning Vietnam. That too. I'm leaning more towards. I'm, I'm Hook. Is what I'm, I, I'm Hook too. Okay. I don't like this. I hate it. Well, put an asterisk in those two. Can I mean we got our ten and we I got mean, two on I mean, the Okay, so so who made up the rules that it's got to be ten? We did. We, we so, maybe, so, can, can, so can we no, 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 change the no, no, rules? We, we can't change the rules because you got to declare an audible here. Ryan? No, 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 no. We're not changing the rules because oh. that, that that just gives us a, a all right, cheap out. Oh, no, here we go. Here, here's you guys we, wanted to do this. No, here, here, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna we're gonna screw it up. So, 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 so Robin Williams was friend was friends with Christopher Guest, who did a movie called um, "This Is Spinal Tap," where they famously have the they go to eleven. <laughs> so that's how we tied in, and maybe we just had eleven. If we went to eleven, I would say we would do Hook, and then um, I'd say Insomnia. Insomnia. 
or good. Well, I think I think Good Morning Vietnam. Even no, though I, I, think, I prefer yeah, Insomnia, but Good Morning Vietnam is more iconic. I, I mean, I think. Obviously. What do you think? Should we go to eleven? Like the I like the spinal tap down? I mean, every performance that Robin Williams ever did, he took it to. 11. He did take it to eleven. He did. Excellent point. So I, I would say we add Hook, and the eleventh film I think has got to be Good Morning Vietnam. We can't leave that off. We as left much the, as I want Insomnia on that list, Good Morning Vietnam needs to be. And, and we this, left this we, one goes to eleven. And we, we left off Jacob the Liar. Oh, <laughs> Bison and, 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 and toys. No, I like Flubber. I like this eleven. So yeah, that's I, I like Good Morning Vietnam. Good Morning Vietnam. There you go. So what's the final eleven? Because Robin Williams goes to eleven. He's the only one we did a box set for that went past ten. We could do a Baker dozen. No, he gets no, a, he gets eleven. No one will ever go past ten again. So we got <laughs> this goes to eleven. Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting, The Birdcage, Aladdin. Patch Adams, What Dreams May Come, Death to Smoochie, The Fisher King, Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook, and Good Morning Vietnam. I like that list. And That's sadly, list. there's three movies on this list that I've never seen. Which, one? Which ones? Ooh. I've never seen Patch Adams. I've never really? seen The Fisher King, and I've never seen Good Morning Vietnam. Okay, I have only never seen The Fisher King. I have the I have the Blu-ray. I can loan it to y'all. I've heard it's great, and uh, I mean I don't dispute. He got nominated for an Oscar. So I mean, it's Robin Williams and Jeff Bridges. Right. I mean, and that's uh, directed by Terry Gilliam. And just, yeah. just another thing, I've never seen The World According to Garp. Which I've never seen he, that I either. think he might have been nominated for an Oscar for that, yeah. too. I'm not sure. But that's another great film that supposedly... Uh, I think that's... Uh, who directed that? The dude did... Uh, Christopher Guest, right? The, the World According to Garp. Garp. I think that it was, is Christopher Guest. That wasn't Milos Forman? That was Milos Forman, I think. I think it was Milos Forman. Maybe you guys are right. I'm are you guys confusing it for Waiting for Guffman? Waiting for oh yeah, that's Christopher Guest. That is Christopher Guest. The director right? is George Roy Hill. Oh, we were all wrong. None of us know anything. Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's move on. Robin Williams I mean, is in I all mean, these movies. Right. Yeah. I mean, George Roy Hill directed The Sting and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch and Sundance, the early years. <laughs> um, so we actually like kind of while we were going to press, I guess last week on the show. Uh, we actually lost someone in the community. It's actually, I, I would say, special to the show because uh, of when we used to have the website, this show, Mythbusters, was something that kind of catapulted us to having a larger audience. And one of the original Mythbusters, Grant Imahara, passed away. Yeah, this one this one hit me hard. This one hit me hard yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, just because he's 49, and, I mean, he's pretty active on social media, and he had always been. Um, Mythbusters is kind of a show that I put on a lot to go to bed. And I, I mean, I watch it almost every night. So I mean, it's, I mean, you feel like you get to know these guys, especially the way the the show is run. And I don't know him, his interactions with uh, Tori Belich and Carrie Byron. It almost seems like three siblings that are just having fun. Yeah. Um, but even before MythBusters, I mean, he he had quite the career just as a special effects artist because I saw he um, he worked in the Star Wars prequels. He worked on the Lost World, Jurassic Park. I think the last thing he worked on, like with Adam Savage, was Terminator Three, which I mean, you say well the movies, but effects-wise, those are you know amazing. Yeah. Um, just recently, he um, made a full like he's kind of the he's very good at robots, and he made this uh, fully animatronic uh, Baby Yoda to send to children's hospitals because he wanted to make kids that is happy. Amazing. Um, but just very unexpectedly, he passed away, and it turned out that he had a—he didn't know—he had a—he had a brain aneurysm that that burst, and and he died instantly. Um, left behind a lot of friends, especially in the geek the, community. The social media outpouring for the, just from from random people that just kind of met him, and that's the thing that I'm seeing from all these pictures and, and the sympathy that pours out is that he just was a guy who would just have fun with anyone. Correct. That's what. He was kind of known for it. So they filmed Mythbusters at this spot in San Francisco called M5, which I actually we I, I went on one of my trips to San Francisco to see it. And I mean, it's just kind of in a neighborhood, so I, we didn't really stop. But a lot of whenever he was there, when he saw people like taking pictures, he made it a point. His friend said, no matter his how he was feeling, no matter you know if he was having a bad day, had a hang, you know headache, whatever. He'd go out and talk to them, and a lot of times he ended up becoming friends with these random people and keeping in touch with them. So, I mean, it's big sympathies to his. his I'm not sure if it was just his girlfriend or his fiance, but um, I know today on Variety, um, Tori Bellacci and Carrie Byron, they kind of posted stuff, you know, remembering him. But um, you were the first person I thought about when I saw this. I know. It, it, I'm telling you, this one, it, 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 
it hit me like a punch to the gut. As soon as like, I saw it, I was like, oh, Glenn, because I know you love that show. Yeah, and he's just, I mean, you could just tell, like, he's such a, like, he kind of embraced the geek culture before it was cool. Right. And, you know, it's a it's a big That's loss. That's what Mythbusters did. Yeah. Made science fun. Right. And funny enough, of all the ones on the show, he's the only one that had a science degree. Wow. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Carrie Byron said he made it a point to bring that up a lot <laughs> when they filmed. And, That's funny. and before MythBusters, he was kind of big. Y'all remember a show called BattleBots? Yes. Yeah. yeah he won the first season. And, wow. cool. and and the the his robot or whatever he used it on the show a lot. But so rest in peace, Grant. You know. Yeah. Cool. Had lived a a plausibly awesome life. And now it is time to nominate this week's awesome villager, gentlemen. Who are your nominees and why? Um, I am going to nominate Issa Rae. Um, she has been doing a lot lately. Um, we had just saw um, Lovebirds, and she did that remake of Big Little. Little. Which I never saw, but I heard it was good. I've heard good things about it, too. Um, and I love Insecure. It's probably... I mean, I don't watch a lot of the dramas on HBO because they've been kind of boring the hell out of me lately, even though I hear they're great. But like, I haven't been watching Watchmen. I heard that was great. Yeah, that, that's, I didn't, that's really good. I, I didn't watch uh, Westworld last season. I haven't watched that yet either. But I mean, Insecure. I feel like it's a good, it's a good show that HBO has that it's easy to watch. It's quick to watch. One of those, you know, you can just put it on and before you know it, it's over. Um, and it's it it goes by so fast because the writing is so good and she's so funny in it. Um, uh, yeah, and she's got beautiful skin. <laughs> I, I want to touch her skin. All right, Buffalo Bill, calm down. <laughs> It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Uh, yeah. I'm going to nominate Jessica Brown Finlay from A Brave New World. She was also on Downton Abbey, and she played uh, Lady Sybil. Yeah. And she was gorgeous on that show. She was. She's gorgeous on this show. She's uh, <coughs> and also really just a, a really good actress. Like the, the She amazed me. Like, she, I looked she, her yeah. up to see who she was after. Watching. Well, at first when I saw it, I was like, I mean, she's really, like, she looks familiar. And then when I saw the cast list, I was like, oh, my God, Downtown Abbey. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, so she, like... I don't know that we've seen her a lot on this side of the pond in in things, but like what I've seen her in, she just electrifies the screen when she's on. She's just she's she's beautiful. She's elegant. She's she's reminds me a lot of, of Jessica Kirby like that. Mm. Is it Je- not Jessica Vanessa Kirby? Vanessa Kirby. So yeah, yeah. that's my nominee. Um, I'm going to nominate Charlize Theron from you know she was in the Old Guard and she's been in many other things and she's gorgeous and very talented. Um, yeah, she looks she's, like she's, she's seven feet tall. In this yeah, movie. she does. I don't understand does. it. And she seems like she kind of doesn't age. She's from South Africa. She's from South Africa. And I forgot to <laughs> bring up when we talked about the the movie that her name they call her Andy, but her name because she's so old and they don't know who where how old she actually is. Her name is Andromache of Scythia. It's her, it's her name. Oh, like, nice. Cool. And I was, when I was looking on uh, Wikipedia here about it, it is actually a comic book, The Old Guard. Oh really? Yeah. So I am kind of interested where they go with it, but I thought she was great in it and just. Kick a lot of ass. I love all those perfume commercials she does when yeah. she comes out of that like pool. Yeah. In the in the gold the gold those, like the gold dress. The, the perfume commercials in the in the cologne commercials are just. Well, I was a little disappointed though. There was this scene in um, the old girl where she goes to a pharmacy to buy like some some supplies to heal up, and there's this like kind of cute pharmacist or whatever working behind the counter, and she kind of helps her. And I was like, Are we gonna get some lesbian sex? It, it, it didn't, I didn't even come across that. <laughs> That's what I was. It was just a scene with two women. Well, no, like she like went out of her way to help her. She's like, "Oh, we don't have a bathroom, but we have a storage room." Now you kiss that one. No, like she's like, like she hears a bunch of like police outside, and she's like, "Do you guys have a bathroom?" And she's like, "No, we don't have a bathroom, but we have a storage room." He picked. <laughs> you need help? And I was like, "Oh, Ryan, it's, you're a lot like when Joey and Chandler had the free porn." <laughs> we got free porn. <laughs> so, he, so, by the way, it's so funny you mentioned that. I was telling somebody the other day. My favorite part of that whole scene is when they turn it off, and they're like, "Okay, we're good." And then Joey's like, "You want to see if we have it?" And they turn it on, and Chandler's reaction: like, "We got free porn." <laughs> so, like, didn't know they just had it for like an entire episode. So, yeah. so, so she fixes the cable. <laughs> no, they just, she actually just heals her up, and that's it. I was no. like, "Oh, this is funny." But. Okay, um, I'm going to nominate Chris Evans. Yeah, he's <laughs> The favorite thing that I saw anywhere this week was... Um, so there's... If you look on social media, there's a lot of stuff about this little boy, Bridger Walker. Which... Um, sh- uh, he lives in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And um, his... I think his aunt started posting this stuff on social media. Because um, he's got a little sister. I think she's four. And I think this little boy's six. 
and they were out for a walk, and this... this he's only six years old? I think he's only six Damn, years old. that's crazy. And, um, yeah, six-year-old boy from Cheyenne, Wyoming, and this giant dog came charging towards the two, and he, you know, stood in, in between his sister and this dog and got pretty badly hurt yeah, where he's on the face yeah 90 stitches in his face and there's wow. like brush burns and it, it was pretty bad and his aunt started posting all this stuff on social media because um he loves superhero movies so she started you know this big online thing and chris evans did not post this to to twitter his this little boy's aunt wanted wanted everyone to see what he did so she posted the reaction of Bridger watching this video he received from Chris Evans, who's in character as Captain America, talking to this kid, and it's the best thing I've seen it's in the, a while. It's, it's, the, it's so heartwarming, and he said he's going to send them a shield. And yeah, why can't people who are beautiful as Chris Evans be like assholes? He was one of the nicest people I've ever met. I know, man. He, I don't like it. I, mean, I want and, him to be an asshole. And what happened just, to the days when celebrities were assholes? My, and, my, and then he my started. Cousin, uh, my cousin told him, on a scale of one to America, how free are you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. And uh, yeah, that's what I, I told Sandra. She could have a pass for him, but. But anyway, that's uh, and he kind of started this trend where Mark Ruffalo sent the kid a message. Tom Holland called him and invi- and told him. Robert Downey Jr. said he was going to send him an Iron Man. Well, or, 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 he, we he don't just, know. Yeah, he, he said, just he, said, "Call me on your birthday. I'm going to send you something." That's he was very Tony yeah, Stark, it, where it, he said he wanted to one up Captain America. That was, but, it, that um, was so cool. But apparently, he's been getting that. He got a message from Anne Hathaway and from Grant Gustin, and he's just getting all these messages from these superheroes. And every time his aunt posts something, it's just the most heartwarming thing and I just I loved what Chris Evans the way he did it so that's why I, as soon as I saw that I told Tondra I'm like that's why I'm nominating this you know, what, you know what that little boy did he did not throw away his shot no and he got a shield he's just like his country as you that, described did you, did you see that Chris Evans is going to be in? They're making, it's going to be a 200 million dollar spy movie that's him and Ryan Gosling going to be on, on Netflix and it's is, is, is directed by the Russo the Russo Brothers and it's called the, the Gray Man it's called get this man a shield <laughs> so which which one of them is more handsome um, Gosling or Evans? I think Gosling is more handsome, but I think <laughs> Evans probably has the better personality. <laughs> Evans definitely has the better. Be- I mean, he has the better beard. It's, it's like he thought about this for a yeah, while. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Evans definitely has a nice ass. He's, it's but it's, it's, it's American American ass. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Ryan Gosling, you know, he can't die because <laughs> we saw it in, in Nice Guys. <laughs> that's, that's the only explanation. <laughs> it's, the only explanation. <laughs> it's the only explanation. He just can't die. But then I mean. Captain America, he's been he's been around for you know he's 100 years old. Yeah, I'm obviously voting for Chris Evans. Cause yeah, that's one of the most beautiful things. I, I've I seen. Yeah, the, uh, everything I've heard, I, like Charlie's Theron would have been the only other one I would have voted for. But Interestingly enough, as I'm looking at this, Chris Evans has not won for any uh, of his what incredible acting performance. It's this incredible gesture of a human being that he wins for. And Glenn's been on a bit of a, a streak lately. He has uh, been. In fact, this is Glenn's 40th, 40th. awesome villain. Oh, and. And just in case anyone's curious about the statistics, um, John has 36 awesome villagers, and me and Greg have 39. So Glenn is blowing us out the water. But we have 33. Thir- yeah, is that what I said? Yeah. No, you said 39. You said 39. We're, we're way off. We have 33. John has 36. Glenn's blowing us away. And I guess by the for the record, I've had to, I would have voted for the uh, for for Greg's girl. What's her name? Oh, Jessica Brown. Finley. Jessica Brown. But uh, I'm scrolling through here. Like, Glenn Glenn won with Guy Fieri. I mean, I know it was, he did a nice thing at the time. You know, I gotta hand it to Glenn though. Glenn finds these like stories. <laughs> he where does. Like, there's a human connection like, to him, it. and you gotta you can, like because again, Guy Fieri, annoying dude, but like Glenn's good becoming, guy. Glenn's becoming Salazar of the Awesome Villager. <laughs> Damn, Damn you, Salazar. <laughs> He's just winning everything. I've been, I don't know. It's weird, though. Like, Guy Fieri has always, like, bothered me, but I've, I, like, Glenn and I talked about it. Over the past few months, it's like, I don't know. It's something about it. It's, he's, his personality and everything's still, like, out there, but he's growing on me. He looks yeah. like a douche, but he's a nice well, guy. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, he's always been, like, you know, oh, triple D going on. And he, those catchphrases annoy me. He knows his shit, though, yeah. about cooking. I can't, oh, yeah. I gotta hand it to him for that. And, like, he apparently is a really nice guy. Like, everything I've heard about him, it's like, yeah, you know I can take is? annoying. There's, like, like that's what people tell me about Ovi all the time. Ovi's so annoying. I'm like, but he has a heart of gold, and he'd have your back and yeah. throw it away anything. You know what the thing is about Guy Fieri? What's that? He did not throw away a shot. No. Donkey sauce. <laughs> he put his glasses on the back of his head, got out there, and became somebody, God That's damn right. It. And I love the Bobby Moynihan sketches. All right. Well, this has been a, another. So, fun Chris week. Evans, come hang out with us. Please. Yeah, I forgot to say that. Come hang out with us. Wear that big blue sweater you had on when I met you. 
because you seem to wear that all weekend. And, and if you uh, and if you do come, there's probably going to be a lot of guests at, at, yeah. at, oh, at the podcast. Well, no, 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 no. We we gotta we gotta protect them. That, yeah, well, maybe, maybe we can set up something after the podcast. It, it, it's going to be just like that scene in Endgame. He's going to be out in your street, and everyone's going to be showing <laughs> up, and he's just going to stop, and he's going to you know, put his finger up to his ear, and here it's the awesome village. We <laughs> got <your> left. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it's been another fun week. So uh, we hope you guys are going to be great out there. Remember, there are many ways to find us. There is Anchor. There is Apple Podcasts. There is Google Podcasts and many other ways. Please listen to us. You do help us out every time you do listen to our ads and every time you buy products when we attach links to our stories on our website. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, the Robin Williams movie. Yeah, we'll have we'll, to do that definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, another fun week. This has been Greg. John. Glenn. Ryan. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>